Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about Jubilee fireworks, glass on the eyeballs, and I guess true love's hand-holding? I, I, I don't, I mean, for those who were the, the Snow Queen, um, shippers, this is the episode for you, or at least as close as we're gonna get. I'm Beth Elderkin, I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Confused, scared, hurt. Uh, this is, uh, I believe someone has just recently shared this to our Facebook page, but this is our Multiverse of Madness, um... We even got, like, Wanda Fireball redness in her hand. Like, I love the confusion that is Emma Swan's magic powers. What is she? What is she doing? And why is it like this? Yeah, like, uh, it, it seems like through this episode, she has electricity powers, which, okay, great. But then all of a sudden, she can make fireworks. And she also makes light appear. Like, they don't know what her magic is they can just do all the magic i feel like they needed to hone it in earlier you know like regina does fire fireball give them electricity that's fine i think electricity is a great power but it's just it's just light magic and that just means anything that i guess can can have light like anything that just like a that just makes things brighter yeah, like, listen, I'm, I know I keep bringing it up, but the whole move the moon thing, like, like, this is why we didn't see it was because it was just like Regina and Emma throwing fireballs and fireworks at the moon until it moved. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that would have been amazing. And like, you know, fireworks powers. Okay, fine. They can go with it. But what I didn't understand was why they gave it the foley of uh, the actual like, like the fire, like the rockets are going up. Like she's launching them from somewhere. Yes. Like just they're coming from the ground into the sky as opposed to them just exploding in the sky. Like what is that power and why is it happening? Is it only weird imported firework power that she has? Who knows? All, all I know is it's pretty. It's pretty and only in two colors. It's so pretty. And you know what it means? It means sisterly bonds have been formed and awful, terrible ribbons have been applied. And cannot be removed. We are talking about season four, episode nine, Smash the Mirror, part deux. 
Uh, this is the thrilling conclusion to the two-hour episode experience that aired on November 14th, tw- uh, 16th, 2014. Uh, last, the previous episode, we talked about the first half, which was really just kind of a setup, and then this is the payoff, and overall, I think it works. I mean, it's got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happens in this episode. It's pretty exciting. Um, you might notice before we get started that uh, uh, my audio might sound a little bit echoey. I might also sound a little nasally uh, because I am isolating at a different house uh, because I got COVID. <laughs> da, 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 I joined the COVID club. Welcome. And listen, like I'm not one for big conspiracy theories, but I'm just I just find it suspect that like. You got COVID, and then, like, a day later, Colin O'Donohue posts on Facebook that he also has COVID. It just seems... I'm not accusing you of anything, Beth. Mm. I'm just saying... I mean, I can't can't confirm or deny. I understand. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Just I, I noticed it did not go unnoticed. Okay. So. Well... Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we will, that will exist in the ether. I'm just, I, I don't, I don't kiss and tell. I don't COVID and tell. <laughs> did your, did your COVID also cause Charmed to get canceled? <sighs> you know, I, I, I could have contributed, but I think the curse of Charmed existed long before this curse <laughs> upon my body. Long before COVID. Long before COVID. Uh, in general. So yeah, yes. yeah. So yes, just to close the loop, guys. Charmed. Um, they they got canceled after a a pretty decent season. I think this last season has been generally like enjoyed. I've I haven't not watched seen any of it. A single episode. So Same. I wouldn't know. But I know that that Macy's gone. They replaced her with a new uh, Power of Three sister. I have no idea anything about her deal, how she's connected to the story or anything. But you know what? Good for them if they they got four seasons. That's nothing to to that's nothing to write home about. Like that's something to be proud of. You got four seasons out of a show where arguably it should have stopped mid season two. Yeah, I mean it made it farther than most Netflix shows. So good for them. Yes, congratulations. And if anyone is curious, I'm doing okay. I'm recovering. Uh, I'm just isolating because uh, we still don't have a vaccine for babies. So I need to make sure that my baby dragon stays safe. I'm sorry. I, I, I steamrolled right over your COVID part. I oh, apologize. Uh, I, I hope you are feeling well. Thank um, you. I don't hear. I mean, maybe the echoey will come through on the recording, but you sound and you look fantastic. So I, oh. it's fine. It's that, it's, that, it's that I gave Colin O'Donohue COVID glow. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we are going to go ahead and hop into this episode. Um, we're going to start back in Arendelle, and we are going to close out the uh, the wonderful journey uh, to really put all the pieces together of how Elsa ended up in Storybrooke, how Ingrid ended up in Storybrooke, and where the heck Anna is. So, Abby, let's let's get down to the dungeons. Uh, I will say up top, like one of the first questions I had when we started watching this was, who has been running Arendelle? I'm glad that this question got answered the moment I decided to have that question. So that was nice. Uh, so we go down into the the dungeons and the jail cells of Arendelle. I do enjoy the joke that gets made here is that they're sneaking in because the guard is asleep. And Anna's like, oh, he's so cute. We need to get better guards. <laughs> After yes. all this is done, we need to get better guards. These guys, this is awful. We should not be doing this. They're either yeah. they're either uh, getting ready to spill the beans to Ingrid at the closest opportunity because they're secretly in her pocket, or they're they're fast asleep. 
those are those are both bad things for your personal guards to be doing i just also don't understand how ingrid has all of this stuff like in her pocket like i'm i i like ingrid as a villain i think she's great but i think a lot of the support that they give her by being like oh the guards are in her pocket and she's got all this power and all this you know like she seems like she i don't buy a lot of it because she is a very like woman is an island so it doesn't i don't understand where she's getting all this extra support and strength from it feels like a lot of pieces were just like they 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 took regina in season one and just kind of copy pasted a few of the uh the extraneous like dialogue about her power and circumstances and they just added it to ingrid because these don't you're right they don't feel like ingrid they feel like regina yeah so uh the sisters have concocted a convoluted plan uh, that basically Elsa is going to get Ingrid to come downstairs to the dungeon by being like, we will execute Anna at dawn. <laughs> and Ingrid will go downstairs to, I guess, bear witness to this. And well, she's, she's overseeing the excommunication. The the, the, sh- the shunning away from the town. Shun, shun. And then Anna, and I, I don't know, I liked this little payoff for this joke where Anna was like, I'm going to jump out and be like, surprise but not like it's a pretty pretty surprise but like haha we've trapped you forever in a vase surprise because she has the urn and the plan is she is going to open up the urn and and get ingrid uh when ingrid is none the wiser so elsa's like perfect this is the perfect plan and then leaves and the moment elsa is gone ingrid appears and shackles anna in the big chains and stuff and she just goes surprise did i do it right she's like i had done it better i enjoyed that back and forth and that payoff for that joke 10 out of 10 uh but then like this like weird exposition here's what's Mm. happening thing goes on she's like have you ever read the troll it's like the trolden or the trolden curse or king or trolden something i looked it up this is very specific to once upon a time this doesn't exist it's not a thing because it's a terrible story you mean do you mean like a terrible story in turn in like that it's a sad story or that it's a bad story? It's just like a bad, confusing story because the story of like the trolled and whatever is there's a king and he loves his daughter, so he's gonna make her this mirror so she can see so she can see how beautiful she is on the inside. It gave me like this weird shallow how vibe. <laughs> like I was like, uh but then, like, the daughter died mysteriously, and then so suddenly now the mirror is only showing the grief. His, the, I believe it's referred to as the ugliness of grief, which I don't, I don't know if yeah, grief's ugly. Like, I, I think you could say that it's a sad thing, but grief is not ugly. Grief is, uh, as we've learned from WandaVision, I'm going to talk about Marvel a lot. I'm sorry, I'm going to kick, but it's just love persevering. It's not ugly. It's not gross. Yeah, I think, well, uh, yeah, because what, what she, yeah, essentially what the, the fairy tale is, is like, he, she dies, so then he's not, he can't use the mirror for that, so then he instead learns a bunch of dark magic and warps the mirror, uses a spell to change the mirror so that it shows the ugliness uh, of people's deepest, darkest thoughts. And so for him, it's the ugliness of his grief, which, if your child dies, that grief is not ugly. That's a lot to say. But on the other hand, I kind of like, I feel like they could have simplified the story a lot in that it was just she died. So when he looked at it, he instead saw his own grief and misery staring back at him. And that is what warped the mirror 
and everyone else now sees it how he sees it. Yeah, I, I just feel yeah. like for a fairy tale, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's yeah. just, it, it, there's so much stuff that you have to walk through to get to the point. And the whole point of this weird fake story, I think it's a fake story. All of the first or in second page Google results are about Once Upon a Time in the Wiki, and it seems to be specifically made for this. If I am wrong, please let me know. I will add it to the correction corner eventually. Anyway, the whole point of this is that this spell Ingrid is going to use on everyone question mark uh because uh ingrid has found this mirror and she now has a piece of this mirror and this is basically what she's threatening to invoke on storybrooke at the moment uh and she's like she's like oh it just takes so much power but luckily i only needed to work on you now i will say this up top this is a very cool effect i enjoy this this is fun cgi this is a fun uh way to say hey this is the the magic the health and safety professional inside of me hated every single second of this. <laughs> Where are their safety goggles? Somebody we call OSHA. Where are your safety goggles? You should not be handling broken glass without... I, I think maybe she was wearing gloves, but it doesn't matter. So she blows the mirror into Anna's eyes. And the, the effect here is really cool because it basically gets on Anna's eyes and then makes this like broken mirror effect over her like top lens. Cool effect. Again, guys, don't handle glass or glass shards without wearing glasses. It's, it's, it's not going to be yeah, a cool, you're fun, not, you're, uh, terrible magic. You're not gonna see the ugliness in other in the world. You're just not gonna see anything. <laughs> You're just gonna stop seeing, and it's not gonna feel great. Yeah. Uh, but we are having a pirate moment as a society. Uh, we're all really liking pirates, so maybe just got a cool eye patch. Um, so basically, this this turns into <laughs> Elsa's upstairs, and and then yet another thing that I don't understand. So Anna comes in, and Elsa's like, "Oh, thank goodness you're here. I was so worried." Oh, here's all your food. The ice cream has melted. Elsa, you are, and you have ice powers. How, how did it melt? How, how did the, why? Why did the ice cream melt? Please, someone please explain to me why the ice cream melt, melted under Elsa's watch. Were, weren't you all mad like a few episodes ago because Ingrid like made ice cream? incorrectly correct but if we've established that ice powers will make ice cream i assume the ice powers can continue to make the ice cream stay ice cream that's fair i I, yeah my biggest the biggest thorn in my paw about this whole season is ice cream science (laughs) (laughs) um so okay so she comes and she's like oh i made all chocolate and then anna begins to because she is afflicted by by glass in her eyeballs she is angry and she's letting out all of these things that have probably lived deep inside of her but have been processed like this stuff doesn't go away like even if you've processed it yourself like so you know like it's just it's a it's a weird spell like it's just bringing up springing up like stuff that's already been settled like you're just like i just decided to rip open some old runes so then Anna's like super mean. And I actually think that this pulled off really well because for as cute and adorable as she is dressed as Anna, she looked meaner than a snake in this scene. She looked like she was going to bite somebody. I liked this. Like she looked like a completely different person without changing anything about her. I no, I, I thought she, her acting was really good in this scene. I thought that Elsa's reactions could have, I mean, could have, I, I kind of feel like we could have seen the wounds a bit show a bit more it kind of felt like it was bouncing off of her a little bit more than it actually would i also feel i also kind of wanted to see elsa regress a little bit um because 
you know, Anna still has these things she has not processed. So, you know, at least not fully. Like, she's buried a few of these things very deep down, clearly. So it's safe, it's, it's safe to assume that Elsa's done the same thing. Like, I'm sure she feels a bit guilty over, you know, like, hiding away and, 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 and staying away from her, her sister and stuff. And this would, like, bring that back. I also think... One of the things that is very prevalent on this show is that I like they try to talk about sisters and sisterly bonds and things like that, but I don't think that anybody is like they're not consulting with actual sisters. Uh, because I agree with you, but in like a sister vibe. Like if you're like if a sister comes at you with a bunch of stuff that you've all agreed that isn't a problem anymore, you're not going to like calmly talk through it. You're immediately going to go like dial it up to 11 to match the energy and be like, oh, so we're bringing stuff up. Okay. And it just turns into like, it's a sister. Like it's, it's, there's just a vibe with, especially like family. Let's just like we'll put it under the big umbrella of like family. You know what I mean? Like starting to drudge up some from the past. You're not going to be patient with it because it's family. You're just, it's going to turn into a just, it's going to turn into a shit show real quick when stuff like that starts happening with family members. That's just how it is. Especially because they're in private. It's not like it's happening publicly. Mm-hmm. They're behind closed doors. So I agree with you. Elsa should have shown even like falling a little bit into grief and defensiveness or at least just like matching the energy and be like, oh, oh, so we're talking about things that we've done wrong. Well, how about we should pull some other stuff up? Uh, and then that's when Ingrid shows up. I I don't know what it is. Ingrid seemed strange in this episode this whole way through for me. I don't know what it was. I could not pinpoint it. It just seemed a little different than usual. And yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I can see what you're talking about. It's it's almost like the closer she gets to enacting her plan, the less she seems to really um, buy it. The less she seems mm-hmm. to, like, be in defensive of it. It's, it's like, I think she, rec- I think the act, maybe whether it's the actress or what, is just like, this is not a good plan. Why? She's too far in. She can't, she can't back out now. But she's, like, recognizing, yeah. hey, this was a stupid plan. Listen, I know it's a terrible plan, but I've dug my heels in, and that's just what we're going to keep doing, uh, which is a, a feeling I understand completely. Uh, so so basically, Ingrid shows up, and she's just like, oh, Anna's saying all these terrible things about you, Elsa. It's how she truly feels. It's how she truly feels. And Elsa, like a martyr, is like, no, I refuse to believe this. Even And so Anna takes the cap off the, the urn, and she starts sucking Elsa into the thing. And Ingrid does zero to stop this. I don't know what Ingrid's plan was if it wasn't to trap Elsa in the urn. Like her, what- her plan was for Elsa to freeze Anna, and she fully thought that that's what was going to happen. Oh, okay. I was like, because we got the urn. The urn made me confused. As to yeah, what no, the, she was saying was. like your your sister is about to open the urn and trap you. The only way you have to stop her because she hates you. She doesn't understand you like I do. So you have to freeze her before, basically get kill her before she kills you. And Anna, and Elsa's like, nope, not doing it. I'm going the Gandhi route. Peace. No, no violence, no resistance. And she's like, I love you. And she gets sucked back in. Then Ingrid's like, oh shit, I didn't. Because Ingrid thinks she's in control of everything. But we keep seeing time and time again that the the smallest diversion in her plan makes the whole thing fall apart. Well, I also just, I feel like she doesn't, she has the same problem that Gold has from time to time where they don't read people as correctly as they should. 
you don't give an angry pent up sister a weapon because like the urn should not have been in her possession like that was the flaw like you don't send her and be like yeah go read go read your sister the riot act here by the way take this loaded gun with you like you don't like why was she still in possession of the urn like the shocked pikachu face about her using it is confusing to me like you've given her you've made her a very dark person don't give her this weapon of dark magic I have to wonder if, uh, if the if the urn would work on somebody who's not magic. Like, could Ingrid have just put Anna away? <laughs> I guess she wanted I to was... like make Elsa do it so that she just forgot about her sister and was like, "No, screw, screw her. She's I'm done with her." I will say the precision of the spell was hilarious because the moment that Elsa was sucked up and like they put the cat back on, Anna was like, "Wait, what happened?" Like it, it, it like the the binds of that curse was until Elsa is content. Well, I guess if actually I guess if the shattered sight was like on a person and that person is now in a in an urn and a magic urn. But I mean I felt but it. I mean I don't remember I haven't watched the next episode yet but I believe that the shattered sight just works it's not toward a specific person it's just kind of toward everybody so like if Kristoff walked into the room she'd probably start talking shit about how much he loves reindeer and how it's not natural you don't shower enough uh so speaking of so basically it's a no so ingrid has her little moment of weakness being like no you've ruined everything this is so terrible why can't we just let elsa out (laughs) of the what's happening so then she just says there's a couple of lines in here that she says that just sounds so weird and stilted and like this is one of them where she's like everyone keeps acting like i'm a monster fine if i'm a monster then i'll act like one and she then just turns all of arendale question mark into a big ice block yes uh so which which answers my question that i had before what's happening with arendale and who's in charge no one they're all ice uh, but what is funny about the scene is because Kristoff had burst in and he's like, no, I will stop you with this, with my magic hammer. It's not a magic hammer. It's just a regular hammer. And she starts freezing like that room and it slowly crawls up both Anna and Kristoff and they both stand there frozen. Like they don't, they're not trying to move. <laughs> they're just, they're just like standing there like, well, if I'm going to freeze, I should freeze in a cool pose. Uh, like Kristoff has like a cool pose, but Anna is just standing there like a wedding top topper like just like this is me oh and to answer your question about why she wouldn't just take elsa out immediately she was planning to but she didn't want elsa to remember what happened so she was using the rock troll magic on the urn before letting elsa out and that's when rumple who we've said multiple times should just be able to show up in arendelle shows up in arendelle but of course it's like at the very end of the whole saga Okay. God, Rumpel, you suck. Rumpel sucks. And Rumpel sucks a lot in this episode. He monologues a couple of times. It's so strange. So Rumpel shows up and he's like, hey, where's my magic hat? And she's like, I don't know. I've not seen it. So he takes the urn away and disappears it to, well, his vault after the rock troll magic thing happens. Uh, he also knows about rock trolls, apparently, because he's like, oh, someone's brushing up on their rock troll. And he just spells me. Uh, and she's like, he's like, well, you go find that hat and I will give you back Elsa. Uh, but when you... When you find it, just say my name three times. She's like, ugh, so weird. (laughs) So she does, she goes, she goes to her little cave. And again, as we were talking about before, what a terrible place to hide it. Because it's not even kind of deep in the cave. It's just like at the mouth of the cave. Mm -hmm. 
So she moves it. She pulls out this frozen hat box thing. And she's like, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin. And boop, the apprentice shows up. He's like, no, don't do that. Give me the hat. I will give you the weird uh, spell about the third sister. We found her. Uh, she's not born yet, but whatever. It wasn't a uh, spell. So it was a diary this- entry. Correct. Uh, she's like, here's everything you need to know about it. Uh, and you can walk through this door and you'll eventually get her. And he's like, she's like, I didn't think the sorcerer made deals. He's like, he's very invested in this. So then she hands him the hat box, which is now thawed completely, and then walks through the door. So basically the sorcerer has said, this Emma is coming. You just have to like go ahead of time, uh, I guess, to, to learn about the world because... I, she didn't even walk through the door and show up in, like, Times Square in regular clothes. She just shows up in her full winter Ice Queen apparel. Yes, in Boston in the 1980s, like 1982. So it's right before Emma shows up and starts making the rounds. Yeah, it's this, this was all very... Um, it all felt very. We're, we have. There's a few extra pieces we have to put together. We don't know how to do it, so we're just gonna do it like this, and you're just gonna have to accept it. Yeah, we. This was a lot of hand waving. Yes, this was a, a lot, lot of-, of hand waving. And yeah, I. <laughs> I find it very, very funny that the sorcerer's apprentice made went through this much trouble to get the hat back only to eventually leave it abandoned in a giant house while he's chilling in like his his little baby house like a mile away having his tea in his little modern house not even caring about the hat in storybrook like okay. he just like apparently gave up about it later so here's my question why didn't he just lie like, the, the third secret sister will reveal herself later. You just have to walk through this door. But this door leads him to, or leads her into, like, 1700 New Zealand. You know what I mean? Like, why actually lead her to something? Like, that can't be good. Why wouldn't you just lead her to, like, the Mesozoic era? I mean, the sorcerer is probably a pretty cool guy. Is the sorcerer also the author? Maybe. Maybe. I think he is. I don't remember. I'm assuming he is because all we're doing... Knapsacks? (laughs) Oh, Lord. This, yeah, this was just a lot of... Just, just... Gotta, gotta get us where we need to go. Which, which is wild because this was... And again, as a whole episode, maybe it wouldn't have seemed so hand-wavy, but this was also just very quick for answering a lot of questions that I had from the beginning. Like... Where is Anna? Oh, Anna is frozen in a dining room in Arendelle. That's where Anna is. That's Here's why Elsa doesn't have her memories. And it all happened in the better part of about 13 seconds to the point where I, someone who's watched this for now a second time, didn't catch. So, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fun. It's, it's this, fine. It just, it, feel, it feels like this is very much part of the problem of trying to bring this, this, cultivated story of the sorcerer the hat and the author with this not with this very haphazard thrown in at last minute frozen storyline how do we bring them together in the end let's just bring them together thrust them into the same place give a little bit of exposition and then have it make no sense yeah 
also so that's, so... that's it, but... Sh- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I just enjoyed the title card of Our World 1980, like, as if it's a different... I don't know. It The phrasing of it was strange. Why didn't they just say Boston? Like, you didn't need to say Our World. You could have just said... Boston or Massachusetts or the United States of America. I don't care. Just don't like our world seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they don't really make it very clear that it's Boston. I only read that in, a, in like the description and they, it was filmed in Vancouver. So it's like not even actually Boston. And I thought it was New York. So it's, listen, it's just all over the place. It's just like whenever it's like nondescript cityscape with lots of people, my brain, New York City. So... <laughs> Anyway, that's how she got here, and that's how the hat box got back into the hands of the apprentice, and that's how Elsa ended up in the thing without her memories, and Anna is frozen. All of that happens in about 15 seconds. It does. All of those are answered very quickly. Let's go ahead and head back into the wonderful land of Storybrooke, uh, where Emma is waking up in the car. Uh, she just spun out of control and because she's getting ready to go to uh, Rumpel's mansion, his sex house, to um, to not get put into a hat. That's totally not what's happening. It's just not. Um, and Ingrid is there as a spectral figure because she's still trapped in her little thing. And she's like, don't do it, Emma. Don't go see Rumpel. He's going to take all your magic away. And even though Ingrid is a bad person... Emma listens a little bit for good reason because, um, yeah, it's Mr. Gold. It's Rumpelstiltskin. What do you expect he's going to do? You can't trust a single goddamn thing. <laughs> and it ends up being like, makes sense because the whole scene between the two of them is him gaslighting her <laughs> and, and kind of like blaming her for her eventual downfall at his hand. <laughs> I listen, he's always playing just a top notch game of just being like, I can gaslight, gatekeep, and girl boss my way into anything I want. And that's exactly what he did this whole episode until he completely lost control of the situation. And he's so mad about it, but like impotently mad. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because she comes into the house uh, just as Rump- after Rumple has set up the hat to absorb her into it. And she's basically like asking him like, hey, are you are you trapping me? Are you going to screw me over? And he's like, magic always has a risk. Not answer the question, dude. And she's like, is it going to work? Am I not going to hurt? Is it not going to? He's like, it won't hurt. I promise. Like, of course, it's not going to hurt. She's not going to feel anything. She's going to be inside a goddamn hat. Like, you got to give Rumple a bit of props here. But it's like the worst kind of props. No, because to be fair, he at no point lied to her because she's like, would you do this? And he's like, I absolutely wouldn't do this because I choose power constantly, even at the threat of every relationship I've ever had. But you're a good person and will make better decisions than I will. Not a lie spoken, not a single lie spoken, but the way that it is framed makes it makes Emma be like, "Mm, I guess maybe I do to go because I couldn't I shouldn't be doing I shouldn't be having a thought that Rumple would have like I can't do something that Rumple wants to do I need to do my own thing because that the opposite of Rumple is good so I will walk through the door 
Hooray. Yes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, props to Rumple for not lying to her uh, and being, again, the best girl boss that I've ever seen. He would be the top of the MLM pyramid scheme. Good oh, for him. Oh, 100%. He would have all the Lula, uh, the LuLaRoe pants. Oh, yeah. And he wouldn't have, he, he hasn't, he was at the top of the pyramid. He hasn't sold the pants in years, but he's got so many underlings. Amazing. And they're they all selling all the, the pants. For him. They're all selling the pants. Well, you know, there are a couple people who are trying to um, who are trying to stop Emma from going through the door. First, we have Hook, who was not interrupted by Belle, or if he was, uh, that was a deleted scene that we never got to see, uh, because he all of a sudden shows up at the house and he's like, "Emma, don't do it, Emma!" And Rumpel comes outside. He's like, "She's gonna do it. Um, you can't stop her." Also, I'm going to tie you up against this thing. And Hook is just, he has, doesn't have a character right now. And like, at one point, Rumple taunts him to be like, hey, once she dies and she's inside the hat, you'll have vengeance. You'll be able to like do your thing again. Aren't you excited about that? And I'm like, I'm excited because I'd love to have Hook doing something of substance right now. Yeah, Hook's character right now is just besotted pirate. And it doesn't, like, I I will give him props for being the one of two people that have any urgency to what's going on. Because, like, he and Elsa are running. They are running to stop Emma. Smash cut to her actual parents sauntering <laughs> through the woods. So, like, only after getting a guilt trip from Regina being like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Like, you're saying she's just going to be normal. What, what, what is your, what is your, what is your deal? It's a bad deal. I love, okay, and we'll talk about it, but I just love how quick, like, Snow gets convinced to do things from commercials. I feel it in my bones (laughs) because she's just like, Charmy's like, we shouldn't do this. This is right for her. You're right. You're right. And then Regina, this is stupid. You guys are being stupid. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. We should go stop Emma. It's like, have a thought. Please, please have a thought on your own. But you're right. Hook doesn't have an, a thing other than to just stand there and to be like, I, I don't know. I was reading it as like, the only reason they tied him up like that was to just elevate the sexiness. Because like his whole chest was hanging out with his, I was just like, I don't know if we needed to do this, but okay. And the whole reason he was there is for Rumple to monologue at or around. Yeah. So we could hear more of his terrible plan. That we already knew. Um, yeah, we already know this. And like the way that he's giving it, he, ugh, the actor is so good. He could not save this. It was such a bad monologue and it wasn't needed at all no. because we invoke Mila's name um there is one good dig I like in there where he's like I need he's like I desperately need Emma which is something I feel you uh feel very similar to and I was like what a weird dig like <laughs> yeah so, okay. like well well, well yeah I've, I've 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 made out with her so yeah yeah <laughs> what's, what's your point uh, we got our kisses in and we need to get more kisses in and how dare you do this uh and the whole time this is happening, Elsa is following a magical scarf and doing, again, Frozen 2 had not come out at this point, but I do like that, like, canonically in the movies, Elsa has a very strong, powerful run. 
this Elsa does not because she is running in a tiny little dress thing. So she's like daintily running. <laughs> like, Emma, I'm coming for you. <laughs> with her, with her, little, her little half like cape lit thing kind of like flapping behind her a little bit. Ah, I must go. Yeah, yeah. Just this little run thing. But again, she is running. Like it... So I remember when the like the prequels came out and like the f- the first Star Trek reboot came out and people were like this is why one worked and one didn't and it's just like look what happens when the Jedi find out about a Sith Lord and they're just like sauntering in their robes through hallways but it's like and this is what happens in Star Trek when literally anything happens and it's like Chris Pine like falling as he's trying to run through a corridor that's been freshly waxed uh like it's just like the difference between those things so like Hook and Elsa are on a Star, Star Trek reboot level run, and uh, everybody else is in prequel uh, Star Wars. Well, there's danger. We should walk and make sure we're not tripping over any roots uh, in the ground of the woods. Because Emma got back in her car and then drove away. We'll walk from here is the most bizarre plan choice I've ever heard. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, the, the tracks are fresh so we can walk. What? No. <laughs> the tracks are fresh. Follow them in your car. Yeah, follow them. But, okay, so sorry, I'm skipping around. Elsa gets to the house while the power surges are going on uh, to stop Emma. and She does, and, and she has a scene. I It was a nice scene, but I can't help but wonder what it would have been like if Elsa had been replaced with Regina. Like, this didn't need to have Elsa there for this scene to have the same meaning. The reason that Elsa was there is because we had Frozen, and so we have to have a purpose for her. So her purpose is, like, her and Emma have this bonding thing. But you could have easily swapped her out with Regina, and not only would it have still meant the same thing, it also, I feel like, would have been more emotional. Like, give, I, give those two that time to connect over more than henry of course you would have had to have much more build up to it the whole season would have needed to be different but that's just my feeling i actually i don't think it would have had to been i mean obviously if you take all of frozen out we'd have to change a lot but i do think that the conversation between regina and emma would have still been very moving even without a whole lot of build up because regina's already gone through this cycle of like trying to get over robin and isolating herself and then like letting henry like back into her life because he forced his way in like i want to be in my room (laughs) like it could have still been a conversation of just being like we need to be changing because we want to change we cannot change and we cannot be putting this on henry because henry is his own person and we cannot be we cannot have other people be responsible for what we're doing ourselves Like, they can be there as support, but we need to stand on our own two feet. Like, that's a very powerful thing because they both have Henry. So you're right. I think that'd be a nice conversation of just, like, two people being like, hey, maybe let's not put all of our emotional labor on a 12-year-old. Just a thought. And also, Uh, you know, Regina, you know, has power. She's had it for a long time. She's, She's seen it be dark. She hasn't seen it get out of control the way that Emma has. But but Regina's allowed it emotionally to get out of control to for that darker impulse to take control of her. So, I mean, I in this in this in the co- context of this specific story, it's going to be Elsa. But I just feel like in terms of the characters, it'd be stronger if it were Regina. And I know that they can't do that, but that's how I. Feel. It would be stronger because 
Elsa's excuse is, hey, remember when I first got here and I couldn't control anything, but then I realized I didn't need my sister and I was able to gain control? You mean Tuesday? <laughs> You've been here for 48 hours. Like, you cannot have this much character development. Elsa's had more character development in the last 48 hours than anybody else has. And I love that that's like the sticking point. Remember when I first showed up here as if she's talking about three seasons ago? That we need to, like, go back in her, our memory cave and, and think about these crazy things that Elsa did way back in the day. It was like, no, this was three episodes ago. Like, yeah. But they bond, I guess, and they have their hand, their handshake of true love, best friend vibes. Yeah, like, it, they used the same whoosh as they do for true love's kiss. They just colored it differently. I'm like, don't, don't sully the true love's kiss whoosh. That's a sacred thing. It's a sisterly whoosh. It's a sisterly whoosh. And then I just, I couldn't help but crack up because outside you have, you have Rumple and Hook watching what's going on in the house and, and like the lights turn off, but apparently they turn off in a bad way where not only Rumple but also Hook recognize that it didn't work because I'm like, she could have been sucked into the hat. I, I mean... Would, That's would, what I would thought. it have looked any different? That's what I thought. I'm like, oh man, Rumble's gonna like run in there and like get ice and like jubilee at. Uh, but like he was like, no, and then Hook starts cackling like a madman. I'm like, how is the power Emma's power stop surging a bad sign? Like what was supposed to happen? Like I assume there's supposed to be some sort of pulse of hat magic you know what i don't know i don't know it was still really funny because then that launches hook or rumple into yet another monologue of a plan he already had but was just deciding to execute now like why couldn't he have done that before while he was waiting i don't know and okay. and i also just like the fact that this is the secret ingredient for his spell it just it it's such a it's such a writer's cop out. It's it it just really feels like a narrative convenience. It doesn't feel like something that feels organic to what Rumple needs to remove himself from the dagger. He needs the heart of somebody who knew him before he was the dark one. That doesn't the only reason that exists is because it's hook. Like it's just a narrative device and I don't like it cuz it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, okay, how how does that help you cleave yourself from the dagger? How does that heart, what, <coughs> I'm sorry, woo, what logically ties those two things together? Like, heart of person removed from dagger. Because he's, he's not, like, undoing the magic and becoming the man he was before. He's still going to have the magic, so... It just doesn't make any sense. No, it makes absolutely zero sense. And it also makes zero sense that he's known this and it's just been stewing in his brain for a while. Like, he's just, like, Rumpel doesn't act this. When when it has to do with things that he wants and that he needs, he is not um, a super calculated, long game kind of person. He's like, oh, these are the things I need. I will go and fetch them. The moment he found out he needed Hook's heart, he should have taken it. He would have taken it. That's what I'm going to put together. Not that he should have. It's just that the moment he knew that and the moment he found out that it was Hook, he should have taken it without question. Like, it would have just been, I got to take it now. 
Yeah, because so like the strange... moment he has Emma's magic in the hat, because that's what he wanted to do, he can just like in the room, be in the room where it happens, and boom, enact his thing and do his thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's all of this is just like it's just an excuse to give Rumple something due because we need him in the show more. So he uh, he takes out Hook's heart and he's like, you're my puppet now, because that's how we've decided the heart magic works this week is you're my puppet. You're still going to like act like you have emotions because we we don't remember how to make the how, we how do we do this? You're not going to be like Sleeping Beauty who just acts like a zombie. Um, and you're going to go make out with Emma really hardcore well, to the point where well, <laughs> is it just Rumple well, fulfilling a desire? <laughs> uh, no, I. you know what? Here, here's what it is. Uh, all of your emotions and your love and things exist in your heart. Horniness does not exist in your heart. <laughs> so the one emotion you can't feel when you don't have your heart is horniness. Oh, I don't know. So my, I, I feel like my horniness is in my heart. Oh, you must be horny in your heart. You must I be horny like, I'm horny for you, but like in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. Oh, this no. is the real yeah. kind of horny. This is the real kind of horny. We're gonna go like totally make out uh, because you decided to keep your power, uh, and then let's all go out and watch a fireworks show. Cause baby, you're a firework. Oh, it's the perfect song for this. It really is. Emma and does sometimes feel like a plastic bag and, and just drifts into the wind. Just, <laughs> hoping to start again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that is, like, that's that whole deal. They Emma accepts her magic. She accepts who she is. And, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, that means that these... Uh, <laughs> The um, ribbons that are now on their wrists, her and Elsa, that were there the whole scene and neither of them noticed it until Henry was like, hey, what's that cool fashion accessory? Oh, here's the thing on my body I didn't even notice until now. But they can't get them off. And uh uh-oh, it's draining their magic or something and channeling it to Ingrid. But before we get to that and the whole cliffhanger of the episode, we also have Regina. She's doing stuff. And she's doing the stuff that I know Abby loves because Abby loves this whole storyline. Abby loves everything about the storyline. So what's funny about the storyline is the fact that like Regina is now with Snow and Snow is playing the part of like counselor slash sex in the city friend. Mm -hmm. She's just like, listen, are you like with Rob? (laughs) Just like she like. Every moment they're by themselves, Snow's just like, so what's going on? What's going on? She's really hit the, like, I'm married. I have a kid. I just don't want to be touched, ever. But I do want to hear about everybody else's love stuff. <laughs> like, she's just, I, I don't know why she's so invested in this, but the whole other half of the storyline is Robin in the library. <laughs> like, with a bunch of jokes about books in the library. Like, there's a cat in the hat joke for reasons I don't understand. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shit talking about this library, which, you know what? I, I get because it's a bad library. I Why is the user manual for an 88 Mustang stored right next to the cat in the hat? Bell. Get it together. <laughs> Bell, what is happening? Bell runs a because terrible it does, like, library. 
again, the setup for this is a fun joke of being like, this isn't like the things. You're not going to just magically find it next to the other book you're looking at. So, like, he goes for the exact next book, and, like, that's the beat of being the trope of this is the book, but it's the cat in the hat. What is the filing system here? Mm -hmm. The kids' books are just in with the nonfiction repair manuals. Like, Dr. Seuss has its own section, man. Like, it's like... James Patterson, but, like, for kids, it's its own shelf that wraps around the other side. Kids deserve a fun section of the library where they can get their little children's books. They have a little section to play in. Like, come on, Belle. Like, do do you not care about babies and their reading? Just Just a tangent just for one second, but just because it invoked a very nostalgic feeling for me. But it was the scholastic book fair for my (gasps) baby dragon this week so they got to go on a preview day and write down the books that they wanted and the cost for them so i gave him enough money to get two of the books and 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 beth he 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 bargain shopped to get three books i gave (gasps) him money for two he came back with three i've never been prouder in my entire life Oh my goodness! What a savvy oh, I, shopper. I I know like it's just a Barnes and Noble situation, but it's like I miss Scholastic book fairs so much. Like I just wish random bookstores would just show up at places that I exist at and just be like, "Hi, would you like to buy a bunch of books?" Yes, yes, I would. Here is my wallet. I will take the books. Thank you. Anyway, just we were talking about books, and I was just this happened today. I was very proud. So anyway. Uh, there, there's this weird conversation in the woods between Regina and Snow where they're having this conversation about... <laughs> so, Regina's whole hang-up is still the same, is that this book is out to get me because I'm a bad guy and I don't get a happy ending. And Snow starts saying the thing that I was saying before of being like, you know, we've had our trials and tribulations, like, but we still got a happy ending because it's work. But then the rationale is because I had hope. <laughs> and... It just, it was giving me, I stopped eating avocado toast and I was able to buy this awesome mansion vibe. Being like, you've equated what makes your relationship with your husband work on the wrong thing. Yeah, she even, she even says, um, what does she, she says like, if you're good, like good things come to you or something. Oh, she just read the secret. Like she was just like, I'm just gonna put love in the universe and love will come back to me. And she's like, I'm gonna punch you right in the face. Like <laughs> I it's just such a like it's that annoying, like, happy person expression of just being like, Well, how did you get everything you wanted? I don't know, it just happened to me. I just believed. It's like okay, but I also believe that I deserve these things and I have hope and it's not coming to me because the, everyone's life is a little bit differently, so it's like I don't know. There's a whole conversation about like parenting and things like that. The same thing where you're just like, I don't know. My kids are just so naturally inclined to be great. And it's like, no, they're not. You parent them differently and you don't understand that you're doing that. Whatever. Whatever. So she says this. There's a joke about the Hope Commission. Like she'd be like, do you get like a nickel every time you say this? And she's like, no, if you put good and you believe, things will change. Smash cut to Robin being like, you just don't find things. In his little knapsack thing is just a random page. Uh, from the book, which is, spoiler, it's Regina and uh, Robin kissing, but it's, like, back on the day that she was let in by Tink. So it's back in the day. So 
thus unlocking the multiverse of madness. This is a timeline shift that is different. Uh, and Robin calls her and is just like, hey, I know you're sauntering through the woods to hopefully stop this apocalyptic event from happening. But if you could get back to the library so I could show you this page and let you know that long term will probably be fine. You're going to need to get here immediately. I cannot so describe it over the phone. I cannot describe the fact that I'm holding a page of you and I kissing. I can't do it. You need to be here for it. My camera phone does not do it justice. <laughs> well, I mean, they have like 2008 phones, so it's kind of accurate. Listen, as someone who sent a lot of 2008, like, potato pictures, like, I get it. But also, you still have to send them and just let the confusion of being like, what am I looking at? Like, what? What is this? Uh, so she goes and she's like, oh, my gosh, happiness can happen in another timeline completely. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, the author is kind of trolling her at this point. Being like, well, you could have had a good ending. You don't. So, nah, 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 nah. like, it doesn't, I don't necessarily take it to mean, like, she could have had this ending. I think of it more as the author could have written this ending. He just didn't want to. No, uh, and just because I've invoked the multiverse of madness, I was going to do, like, a no-context spoiler. One of my favorite tropes on Twitter is the no-context spoiler photo set. Uh, and after we saw it, I had all these ideas of, like, no-context spoilers, but I didn't save it because one, I thought one of them was too actually spoilery. Like it would, but I was thinking about it too much. But the other one was because I could not find the appropriate photo of a magic cuff because there is a very brief magic cuff moment. <gasps> it's never talked about or mentioned. Like it's just one of those, it's happening. And someone like three days later mentioned this on Twitter and be like, hey, I saw this. And I was like, I saw it too. I wasn't crazy. Like, it's a magic cuff moment. So just so you guys know, there is some Once Upon a Time Multiverse of Madness that enters into Doctor Strange. Or WandaVision featuring Doctor Strange. <laughs> anyway, yes. So apparently now Regina knows that there is an alternate timeline in which she did go into the bar. She got brave and went in. And they got to make out and have smooches. Um... And the end on that story, I guess. That's the end uh, on their storyline. Um, the only real thing we have left is uh, the the culmination of Ingrid's dastardly plan. Everybody's happy. Uh, they're they're chilling with their fireworks. Emma's doing the WandaVision hand things as she's like making the the fireworks dance. Uh, but Ingrid is about to escape her 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 confines. And just in time for Rumple to be there and the two of them have a little bit of a showdown. Um, and Gold's like, I hate you. You suck. <laughs> I don't know what else he does there. I feel like he's just like, I hate you. I don't know why he's there. He just goes there to just be like, you suck. And she's like, I do suck, but I have awesome power things. And he's like, no, you... The the line between them that I had to like rewind to make sure I caught correctly because there's such a pause that her line doesn't make any sense because he's like, you're overestimating your own power. And he walks away and then it slowly pans to her and zooms in a little bit. And then 500 hours later, she goes, well, don't underestimate them either. And I had to rewind. I'm like, what is she talking about? It was such a long pause. My brain forgot what was happening. Like it was, it was a, com he's gone, Ingrid. He's left. He's in this car. He's gone. He's already, he's already plugged in his own aux cord. He's gone. And you're just like, what? I, yeah. Ugh. Got him. Got him. 
I would also like to point out that uh, when she turned around dramatically and walked towards him, her train didn't move. So she like walked onto her own dress uh, onto her train. I just wanted to watch her fall. <laughs> just be like, ah, oh, yes, you've returned. And I, ah! <laughs> so, yeah, because she is getting ready to cast her big spell over Storybrooke because she puts the ribbons on herself and her new sisters i want to i want to take a pause i've kind of already said this before but i feel like it's really clear in this episode they're not sisters this is the whole the whole thing of making it the three sisters feels very wrong to me because she's not she's like twice their age and she's not on the same level as they are she's not treating herself like the big sister she's treating herself like their mother and she is their mother's age. She is the age of Emma's mother. She is the age of Elsa's mother. So, and she was even Elsa, Emma's foster mother. So the fact that she's like turning it into this weird sister dynamic is so strange to me. And I don't know why they keep pushing it except for Frozen sisters. Okay, they had a mom too. She died. You could take her place. I, yeah, like, I just, I, I think they were trying to, like, skirt around this, like, speaking of Charmed from before, I think they were trying to, power, like, do a power of three situation. Like, we need to get together, but we can't, we have to dance around it because all of those things are, like, licensed slash copywritten slash dancing too close to the devil for some of our uh, viewers, I guess. Uh, because that's what she's doing. She's putting together three witches uh, to be a powerful bond, but like, you, I don't know. There's like a weirdness because you're right because it's not like they're sisters. I mean, I about started getting really defensive when you were like, she's twice their age. I'm like, my sister was born 18 years after I was. Ah, sometimes it happens. Uh, but like, you're right because they don't have, and they're also not a cohesive set. The reason she was able to do that was because Elsa bonded with Emma in a sisterly way. But none of them are bonded to Ingrid. So I don't understand why it was possible if they're connected, but she's not. It's not like they all love each other in one big triangle of love, of familiness. It's uh, two people who found each other and and understand each other, and then their aunt. <laughs> yeah, because... Their the, very real aunt. The ribbons, like, end up, like, siphoning off their magic to like feed to Ingrid so she can enact her big evil spell. I would have preferred if the ribbons like basically kind of hypnotized Emma and Elsa. Like maybe, maybe much like the mirror is taking is, is, is highlighting everyone's negative emotions. Maybe the ribbons would highlight their positive emotions and like kind of brainwash them into like feeling like the sisterly unit with Ingrid or something like to, to there's things they could have done that they're not doing here. It's just, it's, it's kind of messy. And I feel like there would be this better emotional core if, Ingrid was really serving as Emma's foster, like Emma's surrogate mother. Cause then you have the conflict with, with, um, with snow and you give snow something to do other than being Regina's quasi Samantha. 
Yeah, and just to be able to be like, you know, give that vibe because like it would have been nicer if Emma had a nice relationship. Like she remembered Ingrid and was had this powerful bond with her. Because then it's again, it's the it's just more of the whole trauma of like putting your baby in in a wardrobe to be whisked off to God knows where. I mean, I'm kind of wondering if the next couple episodes by the end, if Emma is going to get her memory back about her relationship with Ingrid. I feel like that's still coming. Um, oh, yeah, probably. I just I just don't. I guess the fact that the ribbon magic is so poorly explained and or poorly executed doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. their reason that their magic is because a non-magical person wrapped them on some everyone's wrists and said and put magic into them like a real pra- like it's a real practical magic moment. The fact that Ingrid can harness it as real magic to do real things, even though the stars have not aligned in the way that she says that they have bothers me Mm -hmm. because you shouldn't be able to wield something like that. Like the magic that's in them is a very, like a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a very intentional magic that shouldn't be able to be wielded in the way that it is currently being wielded. Uh, I sure, I'm sure hoping I eat some words later, but right now the way that they're described, I don't care for them, especially with as much power as they've been given, um, through the storyline versus what they're actually doing. I also love Elsa explaining it. It feels like it's channeling all of my power and siphon. Like she's explaining exactly what's happening. I'm like, how do you know what's happening? It's draining my magic You didn't notice that this was happening? What's going on? Like, I also like that it's wrapped because we can't push Elsa's sleeves up. It's just wrapped around her dress. Yeah, which, like, sucks to be Elsa because, like, she can't remove it. So, you know, I guess she can't. Now she really can't remove the dress and change her oh. outfit. Could you imagine? She's, like, trying to get changed for, like, just like, damn it. <laughs> Elsa, like- your dress is starting to get a little <laughs> bit of dirty. I can't take it off. Take it off. I can't. I can't take it off. It's not just because of the contractual obligations. Okay, so the episode ends with Ingrid uh, cracking the mirror, and there's a big smoke cloud whoosh filled with all these uh, shards of glass that is getting ready to to attack the town. The spell of sat- Shattered Sight, it is upon us. Dun, dun, dun. And that is... Season four, episode nine, Smash the Mirror, part two. She did, in fact, smash the mirror. Mission smash accomplished. Mirror. Go queen. She did it. She did it. Now she's unleashing health and safety problems to everybody. Now they will not only be getting in their eyeballs, they will be inhaling it. Also bad. Very, also very, bad. yeah. Very, it's, there's, it's not going to turn out well for anybody, except Regina, who's going to get to be in her, her boss outfits again, because I saw a preview image of Regina as evil queen in Storybrooke. <sighs> In like I think like two episodes because like once the spell like takes place the town I think Regina's gonna embrace her evil queenness again and I cannot that I cannot wait for I'm so excited I'm so excited I love evil queen outfits I've been um I've been like binging Buffy um the Vampire Slayer which I had not watched in years because I have very complicated bad feelings about Joss Whedon as a person but I'm like I'm stuck at home. I'm going to binge it. I'm in the middle of season three right now. My favorite episodes are the ones where like some weird spell makes shit very kooky. 
Like Ethan yeah. Rain in particular is my favorite because he does like the Halloween costumes. He does the the candy bars that turn adults into teenagers. I love The Wish with Anya. Like I, my favorite episodes are the ones where a magic thing makes everything different and you just get to watch the chaos because that's when you see characters having the most fun. And I feel like that's what we're going to get once everybody gets the glass in their eyes. Isn't that also why the musical episode happened in Buffy? Like some weird magical cookie thing happened? Yeah, it was because Dawn, I think, like made a wish or something with a de- like She wished on a, uh, and a demon answered the call or something. I don't remember. That one's season like six. Were <sighs> They canceled Charmed. You know what? I think uh, Charmed would have made it if they would have done uh, Evil Fitbit. Just, Evil just, Fitbit. <gasps> Remember they were gonna do that. Ugh. I just what, I feel like the show would have been saved if they would have done Evil Fitbit. Like, I think de- I think the demon a demon was like I got I wanted I wanted Evil Fitbit I didn't get it I now curse the show for all time. You will not make it past season four. The evil the evil Fitbit got its revenge. It did. You know what? That's. We love it. We love a clean story. We love a clean story. Uh, I have not watched Buffy in so long. I saw you mention something about Xander on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, Xander sucks. So hard. Uh, it's where I fell in love. Buffy is why I fell in love with Seth Green. Oh, he's pretty cute. He's such a cutie. He's very cute. He's very short, um, but in a cute way. All shorts are cute. I'm short. I'm cute. He's a short king. But he's also <laughs> a big nerd. I love I love it when I find out that I have a crush on somebody and they're just like, also, they're a crazy huge nerd. It's like, I just have like some sort of like weird nerd radar where I'm like, I find this person cute. Also, they have a collection of so many action figures, they're going to make an adult swim show based on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what were your thoughts on Smash the Mirror parts un and deux? Uh, splitting it up is weird. It had a weird vibe with it being split. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that there was a lot of hand waving about very large plots of this where I think they could have taken more time if they would have taken Rumpel's monologuing out. Uh, because now like Rumpel, like Hook's MO is to like take the magic from Emma. There's also like a 20 minute scene of him ominously p- picking up the sorcerer's head. He's like, dur, dur, dur. It took too long. Took too long. We could have spent a lot more time on the the Arendelle stuff. I liked it. I just think that some of it was clumsy, especially with it being a two part episode. It it felt rushed for two different reasons. So mm-hmm. I will say I did predict that Anna was going to put Elsa in the urn. Although I thought it was going to be a situation where. Like, they mutually agreed to it. Like, it was to protect Elsa from something. That was not the case. It was it was a hypnotic spell. But I was, so I was half right. Yeah, I think my idea was I thought it was going to be the other way where I thought Elsa was going to be put under the spell and that mm. Anna was going to do it in good faith to put her in the vase and just be like, this isn't right. You need to go in here until you learn your lesson. <laughs> I know that wouldn't have really let it. it. It makes less sense than what happened, but that was kind of like where my brain was going. That go Anna was going to do it as corner. a... Yeah. You have to go sit over here until you thought think about what you've done. Uh, so I liked it. I just feel like, yeah, as we've talked about before... It, just the closer we get to like the fruition of the ice queen's plan it's the the worse it sounds and the worse it gets yeah i it's 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 too many it's it's one plan too many one motivation too many like 
she wants her sisters. She wants to get rid of the town so she could be with her sisters. Blah blah blah. Like, just pick pick a lane, pick a goal. Whisk the sisters away. You don't also need to do this whole weird spell where everybody tears each other apart. Because then where are you going to live? They're going to burn the town to the ground. Where are you going to go? Are you going to live in your like your 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 white ice cave? Okay. Just go live there anyway. Yeah, I just... I think it's also the problem of the fact that it's like trying to weave in the author stuff. Mm-hmm. And it... And I know that there's going to be this like huge moment of like it all comes together as to one fine plot but right now it just seems messy and i just don't care yeah. like the robin stuff like as much as i don't like it in the first place i also just do not care i wish we had more time with ingrid stuff because ingrid is doing that thing that a lot of tv shows do, do where it's like we built up this huge mystery and we've built up all these theories about these mysteries but then like what happens is so deeply so not deeply, but just like a letdown. You're like, oh, it could have been a thousand different things, but it's this. Oh. I mean, that's yeah. not even the first time they've done it on Once Upon a Time, and it won't be the last over the course of this series. Like, as we've said multiple times, they know how to start a season. They know how to end a season. They know how to start a mystery that gets us hooked. They do not know how to resolve it. They do not know yeah. how. They don't write everything they don't they kind of make it up as they go along sometimes i think yeah well what did what did you and your covid brain think and my covid brain um i i wanted to like it more there's yeah. a lot a lot of action to it um i as as annoying as the scene between rumple and emma was it actually was a good scene it yes. was that was very powerful scene and that's the kind of rumple trickery that is him at his best because he's he is he's doing that thing he does when he he's not like he's doing what he was kind of doing what pan did in season in season three where he's like he's he's not lying he's just not telling you the whole truth he's telling you what you want to hear but he's not lying to you like rumple like father like son the bastard apple doesn't fall very far from the bastard apple tree. <laughs> That's very true. The, the the bastard apple tree that has the the ghost shadow of of an act uh, of an actor slash singer who we will not mention because he has been stripped from history. So yeah, Drift. I mean it's fine. The the, the sorcerer's apprentice is getting on my nerves. I I I, I want to see where that goes. I don't care about what's happening with Hook, and I want it to be better. And we'll just see where it goes. I am very excited to see what happens once everybody gets that glass in their eyes and everything starts. I want to see Granny with a crossbow shooting bolts at people in the street outside of Granny's. Get out of my swamp, you damn kids. I want to see Regina in her full evil queen regalia. I want to see Robin and Will Scarlet like Robin shit and then punching each other in the face. I need to see pure chaos. I want to see Snow like... With her, with her sword and her bow, just being like, "Get away from my baby, you damn kids!" I just, I, I want the, her and Charming to just scream in each other's faces because they have I so love, much like, tension. I love that all of your scenarios has a woman with an a weapon telling people to go away. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, that's get my off dream. my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's 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 me living my dream. Just I'm hoisting just, a weapon, I, telling people to go away from me. But these are also they're great episodes because they're a payoff episode where it's just like we've spent this much time with the characters. This is why the episode where like Emma and Hook go back in time and like get to see the past and like start changing it a little bit and they get to like that's a payoff episode of like hey mm-hmm. you remember these characters that you know and love you get to see them in the past and it's a very fun oddly nostalgic moment this is the same thing with like an episode like this it's just it's a payoff episode that i think that they didn't quite earn yeah uh, i'm excited for it but i feel like they could have done more to earn it uh especially because yeah. the the frozen stuff is it's so flimsy so flimsy it really is and it's just they they there's more they could have done to justify it and they didn't and we'll just have to we'll just have the deal but you know what we're getting like 14 villains in the next half of season four so that's pretty exciting that is exciting well everyone thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of once upon a timing uh, we want to thank our patrons for supporting us, especially our amazing Snow Queen level patrons. Uh, this week's Patreon shout out goes to Patrick Stevens. Thank you, Patrick, for supporting us. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group. That's how we found out about the Disney Descendants sequel. People were chatting about it on the Facebook page. Are we going to do a Patreon episode about it? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I'm leaning toward. I'm leaning toward making you watch Eurovision and then talking about that for our next Patreon. Ooh. Have you ever watched Eurovision? I I no. Okay, we'll talk about that because it's happening on Saturday. Oh. I saw the Twitter thing for it. They were like, Eurovision, and my brain just always goes to the Will Ferrell movie. I was just like, what? Uh, so, I, eh. it's, I, it's, I've it's, never... it's exactly like that, except weirder. Huh. There, there okay. was a song, in. I just watched the semifinals. Uh, there's a song that made it to the grand finale where it's two guys in suits with these bright yellow wolf ha- helmet hats. Uh, singing a song about giving a wolf a banana before he goes to eat your grandma. And that's the whole song. And they do a dance, Listen. like a wolf dubstep dance with their little dancers Listen. that look like minions from minions. Listen, it is, it is so, there's so much pollen outside. I can't take enough Zyrtec to, to save myself. So I probably should just lock myself in the house and watch Eurovision. Yes. So 100%. So anyway, um, you can also find us on Twitter. Um, I am at Beth Elderkin. <laughs> I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back next week with season four, episode 10, Fall. <gasps> oh no, the curse of Purchase Storybook. What are we going to do? The curse is here. Oh yeah. It's here. If Grumpy does not shout about it at some point next week, I, I will say I'll quit the podcast, but I honestly don't know if he does it. So I'm not going to say that. Instead, I'll just say I'll be very upset. The curse. My eyes. My eyes. <laughs> I just want Grumpy to shout, my eyes. I, I like the idea that. I see angry. <laughs> I love the idea that Grumpy doesn't change at all. Grumpy gets shattered sight. It changes nothing about his personality. <laughs> He just goes and gets another beer and just grumbles at people. Be like, what? He's just like, wow. It's just, I'm just the same. It actually probably makes him a little bit sunnier. Like, he's just, yay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And, Abby, we're going to see you next week.
See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.